It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com so it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. Just said I'd jump on because I've got time to do a post-match, and I know Paddy's going to join me probably tomorrow, and we might dig into it a small bit more, but just while it's fresh in the mind, uh, Villa 2, Manchester United 2, and uh, yeah, we round off our trip to Australia, come home undefeated, conceded our first goals of our trip away, but also showed some good battling spirit to come back and to draw 2-2. With a Manchester United team that, um, to be honest with you, they came out of the blocks a bit faster than us. We mentioned myself and Paddy in the team sheet tantrum that um, Jordan Sancho was a player that was looking to be reborn under Ten Hag. And um, he caused us all sorts of issues. And I'll get on to that in a moment uh, down that right-hand side. In the first half, I think Manchester United, Villa, were, we were playing a completely different um Almost a completely different setup. I, I need to watch it back again to be one hundred percent sure. But um, it looked like players looked a bit leggy. Uh, the the field didn't suit anybody. Didn't suit Manchester United. Didn't suit Aston Villa. Um, but uh, it was uh, it was one of those ones that look. I think Stephen Gerrard is going to be lucky to get out of there with no injuries that we know of. And um, and and I think that I think that he's going to be happy with the fact that we came back as a two two because as a manager, even though it's only preseason, look, we know it's not worked at the paper it's written on but last minute winners for your team are always senses of occasion and you can always kind of spin those and I'm sorry not even last minute goals to, to get something out of a game should I say I know it wasn't the winner um, are always something that you can you can uh, get a sense of occasion from um, and for it to come from a corner uh, and someone like Callum Chambers I think that's all the better as well because there can be a lot of in-house propaganda with regards to conversations with players that maybe are wondering about mm, what's my my minutes going to be like this year and so on and so forth and you can point to that that you know well look Callum came on scored a goal and if you keep performing things will go well so 
looking at looking back at the game, I suppose I'll get your comments in a moment, guys. But looking back at the game, first half wasn't really great from an Aston Villa point of view. Um, thought like Luca Dean was pretty AWOL in defence for for the majority, um, of the first half, and, and uh, Manchester United saw that and they they exploited it with Jordan Sancho. Um, talked Maddie Cash. <clears throat> Eight minutes, first eight minutes of football, I thought Matty Cash was going to win the Ballon d'Or. I thought he was excellent in the first eight minutes. He was covering everything in behind. He was getting up. He has a sh- he had a shot that skinned the posters that went wide, but he kind of tailed out of it um, a bit as the half went on. I, I, don't, I don't blame him for either of the goals, obviously, but um, I think he just kind of tailed out of it. But I think a lot of Villa's team tailed out of it. Some uncharacteristic bits that we saw from uh, Bubakar Kamara, we didn't see him give away the ball at all really against Leeds gave it away a bit today and once again it's difficult to be that pivot player when you've got a field that's like a, it's like a paddock it's like a you know the 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 parade ring in a, of of a bad horse racing venue you know it was uh, it was pretty trampled on and it trampled it, it looked bad early on as well um but he did some some good stuff too uh, just got caught in possession a couple of times. But look, once again, I think Man United would have pinpointed him as the player that uh, was obviously going to be our, our workhorse and was the guy who was going to get the most touches for us. But did well. I thought he did. I thought he did well. Um, <clears throat> Diego Carlos is a unit. He's an absolute unit of a man. He looked really good back there. Uh, what, uh, what the centre-half pair, pairing is going to be. Obviously, we saw Kanza and uh, Chambers in the second half, and that was really interesting because two perceived left-sided centre-halves played together in the first half, and two perceived right-sided centre-halves played together in the second half. So, you know, it was a bit of an interesting one. Maybe Steven Gerrard doesn't see it as... And, I, I, and I'm almost certain that I've heard him say that he does, but I'm going to say this anyway. Maybe he doesn't see it as absolutely pivotal to have a left and a right there in centre half, I think it's going to be about who has the best chemistry. And I know there was like there was lots of conversation about what the hell is Mings doing in there. Um, <coughs> I personally don't feel that Mings was was at fault for any of the goals, but then again, I don't think he did much in the game either. Um, I think a lot of the goals came from Luca Dean just getting caught too far forward. And uh, in for the first goal specifically, uh, Jaden Sancho was um, he lost him early. And then he almost tried to overcompensate to get back and he tried to get back on the line when all he needed to do was actually find where the player was and mark the player as opposed to trying to mark, uh, trying to get back on the line. Uh, it, it, it looked kind of strange to me. It, it, it looked desperate from, from a defensive point of view from Dina. But he, we, 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 in the first half, we weren't a cohesive unit at all uh, for, for good portions of it. Started off okay. Danny Ings took a ball down, if I remember rightly, in the, in the penalty area. Played it across to Coutinho. I thought it was a penalty. I think VAR would give it if it was in the Premier League. Coutinho wasn't too happy about it. He ended up um, getting tackled later on, having words with the referee, and the referee booked him. I thought it was pretty abject from him. You know, he didn't really do... He got like People got on the ball, but we didn't have any attacking impetus in the first half. And obviously we went in 2-0 down, the second goal being an own goal from Kanza. But we couldn't cross the ball and we couldn't stop crosses from them in the first half. I think that's really the story of it. Um, also, albeit the pitch was absolutely brutal. Second half came along, made a couple of changes. You know, I thought Morgan Sanson was really good in the second half. I thought he was really good. Um, and uh, I must open up your comments there, guys, because I see there's a ton of them flying in here. And I don't want to miss any. 
Uh, I'm Cookie. Thank you so much. Great way to finish the game. Give us an extra bit of confidence. Give up or keep. Give up the good work. Keep up the good work, Neil and Patty, into the new season up the villa. Thank you so much for that. I'm I'm Cookie. Really, really appreciate that. That's uh, that's really generous. Thank you so much there. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought in the second half, I thought our midfield drove forward with the ball an awful lot in the second half. I tried to, we, you know, the field didn't allow us to do very well. I thought Ken Kessler head and then Leon Bailey really looked terrifying down that right wing. Obviously, we're going to talk about Bailey because Bailey's goal was an absolute banger. Breaks up in his own half, dribbles it forward. I know the defenders were giving him lots of leeway. I don't think it was. I think if that was in the Premier League, someone dives in early on him and probably takes him down. But you're not going to do that in preseason. But hey, he took his chance. The defenders were filing back. He he hit it at the at the right time. You know, one of those ones that it just. The defender almost makes you hit it into that specific spot, spot in the goals. Aim for the bottle. The bottle went bang up into the air, and Villa were were back. Uh, were back in with a chance in the game at two one. I thought it was a really really good goal. Um, Kane Kester Hayden had some really great runs up and down that right wing, and myself, myself and Paddy have said an awful lot previously that <clears throat> that he's he's got a like his his attacking talent is is really good. And I think he kind of showed it a small bit more today that he was able to get in and get on the ball a small bit more as a as as a right fullback. And and today, uh, he even looked a small a bit stouter, if that makes sense. Looked a small a bit more there today, if that make from a physical point of view, than he did against Walsall um, at the start of of, of the season. Um, what else? What are the talking points? Robin Olsen can't pass the ball. I think we found that out today. <laughs> Two of them just completely out of play. And, you know, in fairness for a goalkeeper, <clears throat> can't, like he didn't have the turgid feel really to deal with that the rest of the players did. Um, but uh, Cameron Archer came on. Thought he got around the place a small bit, uh, got around the place well. But I think we'll see kind of performances like he had there in the second half from Cameron Archer because of just his style of play is... He is your, your consummate poacher. And there'll be times when you'll go, Jesus, Cameron Archer didn't barely touch the ball. He didn't do much, but he got around the field. And and I'm okay with that. I, I, I'm okay with that if, if like, but one of, one of the biggest things with poachers like that is when the goals dry up, then you start to question them. But I'm not questioning Cameron Archer, don't get me wrong. It's just it wasn't a virtuoso performance that we've seen from him previously. And that's okay too. Against Manchester United in the flogging rain on a pitch that doesn't suit you, there was no opportunity to give any true balls. I thought uh, I thought he did okay. I thought he did okay. Um, I wasn't expecting the Sun Moon Stars out of him either. Um, I think really the big thing for me in the second half was our midfield. Buendia was, was really good. He was all over the place. One thing st- stands out in my mind that there was a poor pass from, I'm going to say it was young Tim. He had a poor pass and it looked like it was going out over the line. And Buendia, like Kung Fu Panda, flying kick, kept it in, got straight up off the ground. And I think he might have passed it back to, to Sanson or something. But I like the midfield three that we that we had there. Or the midfield, I'm going to say two, because I, I, Tim didn't get on an awful lot of ball, but he did fine as well. But I think Sanson and Douglas Luiz uh, and Buendia were real plus points in the second half. And and to be honest with you, like if you're picking on form, you kind of have to pick Bendia over, over Philippe Coutinho at the moment. And that's cool. It's good to have those issues and those problems. Um, that's a good problem to have uh, if, you've, if you're only going to play with 110. But it will be interesting to see what the, what the Ren team is like. Um, let's have a look at some of the comments there. 
Bailey looked like looking like a new signing in preseason. Seems obvious. His injuries had a huge impact last season. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I 100% agree. Simon says Bailey and Buendia should start. Well, they definitely put their best foot forward today to do so. Um, based on on uh, on what we'd seen in the first half. Um. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Connor from Brazil says, great second half. Really like Wendy's attitude and Bailey. KKH looked good too, and Luis showed some bite. Yeah. Actually, before I go on with, with, uh, with, with anything else, like United, we we spoke in the, in the pre match that United were talking about. All, like, there's been a lot of conversation about these kids United have, the likes of Hannibal, Chong, Iqbal, um, Alanga, uh, Garner. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Our kids looked. Our kids looked head and shoulders above them. Hannibal is a is an awful idiot altogether. Like literally, he isn't. If I'm not mistaken, isn't he the guy that just came on and kicked anything that moved in a game last season? And and everyone was like, "Hey, this is so funny! It's so funny!" But he was actually genuinely dangerous last season when he came on in one game, just kicked anything that moved. And he started at that, and Ashley Young quietened him pretty quickly. Ashley Young went in with a bit of a scissors on him. Uh, probably should have been a free. No, you know he got the ball, but he was definitely following through with his with, with his uh, training leg. And Ashley Young just got up and pointed the finger, the all-knowing, aged finger of Ashley Young. It was pointed at him. And then, <laughs> about, I'd say about 15 seconds later, then um, Hannibal goes in on the goalkeeper when there was no need for it. But he's all bluster, that guy. Um, I, I'm, I'm not quite sure what, you know, if, if what, what kind of maturity levels are there? But I thought that that's what their players look like when they when the United players when they're on, they're all bluster. You know, Chang got around the place. Um, Douglas Louise caught him late. I think that was a kind of a, if I'm not mistaken, I think he might have been a Blues last season. Chang, I think Douglas Louise was like, yeah, get back. You know, we don't forget that around here. Um, I could be mistaken. I maybe he wasn't. I'm not 100 percent sure. But uh, yeah, look, there was there was like Joe Garner has all the talent in the world. He just wasn't able to show it out there today. But I thought our young kids, our youngsters, fared better. Specifically, um, Kane Kessler Hayden and uh, and and I thought Tim held his position really, really well as well. So all in all, I think it was a good outing for for Aston Villa. Um, more comments from you guys. Where are we? Um, Hippo Hippo says, I thought Villa's away kit looked retro, but the 1970s pitch looked even more retro. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, all we were missing was advertising, ho- or was um, a big building hoardings behind the goals, and you could have transported us back to the early 90s. Uh, Sellers Park or the Dell or something like that in the early 90s at times when we were looking at the field for sure. Um, Alex says here Bailey's corners are deluxe I thought the first one curled straight in again <clears throat> we need a corner taker um, I think last year everybody was of the same consensus that Douglas Luis's corners were uh, um, 
an acquired taste, I think so to say. So yeah, if we if we found a corner taker for sure. James uh, Cartwright says Bailey is an impact player for me. Man, a match when he came on, but can't see see him doing what he does for ninety minutes. <coughs> and that's absolutely fine too, James. Absolutely, it's absolutely fine for him to carve out that role within the, within the Premier League and within this team because with five subs. Well, we could we could need two or three impact players over the course of uh, any game, never mind any season. So um, yeah, if that's if that's what his role end up, ends up being uh, a finisher, well then yeah, absolutely, I'm okay with that too. Um, Owen says really love Jared going mental on the touchline last ten minutes, inst- instilling that never give up attitude. I like that too. Uh, I know it was only you could see like it's. Uh, I'm sure Gerard was like like if. If there was a fella playing chess sitting across the way from him in a United jersey, he wanted to beat him much more. You know, I'm sure that's the type of guy he is. He there's no love lost between him and Manchester United. United, regardless of what continent you're playing in. Um, but I did like that too. And I liked how he he gave a barreling to um Ken Kessler Hayden had a shot and Ashley Young was open. And to be honest with you, like all you need to do is slide him in and it would have been two two at that stage. Kessler Hayden had a shot that went fifteen yards over the bar and he wasn't willing to accept that, Stephen Jarrett. Although he kind of barreled him out of it, he understood what was good about it. You could lip read, he was saying, yeah, and you did good things as well. Obviously, when Robin Olsen kicks the ball out, out of play, barrels Robin Olsen out of it, and then also gives out to his centre half saying, guys, you need to be taking that off him too. So you, the it, it was interesting. He he he's he looked more like, as, I, as, as we've said, he looked more like the Aston Villa manager um, in, in this pre-season he's looked more like than he did last season. Because I think now he's feet are under the table. I think he understands how everybody in the team ticks. And uh, um, as I say, I think he, I think he's been impressed with a lot of the players we have over this preseason. And you can see it. Uh, you can see that some of the players actually feel like that they're not. That, and this is no slight on Dean Smith. Don't get me wrong, but there's some players there that you feel um, have his trust, uh, or that they feel have his trust, should I say? And and that's cool to see. Um, Paul Marsonville legend says great goal by Bailey he looked very good when he came on with a better pitch the game would have been a lot faster that is true for sure um, Joe Keating says our full squad looks really healthy I haven't loved our team as much as this in forever um, Jakey7787 says unpopular opinion but KKH over cash for me has, the, has, the, has that something special and better in the final third I don't think just yet but um, it's a, once again it's a good problem to have Good problem to have with two guys there um, this, uh, that have that attacking impetus. As I say, Matty Cash is a damn good footballer as well. So that's always good. The more, more good footballers we have, the better. Um, yeah, uh, Vish says McGinn was out of position a lot. That's why they're overrunning the right. I'd have to watch it again, but I could I could be on board with that. I could be on board with that. I think our midfield a lot of trying to cl- trying to clog the middle. And uh, we're a bit out of position, out of possession. Uh, I um, I could get on board with that for sure, guys. There's a ton of people watching. Thank you so much for this. If you could give us a thumbs up on the video, I'd really, really appreciate it as well. Uh, don't forget to do that. It really helps us out. And I don't know how the algorithms work, but apparently it's supposed to be good stuff. So, um, Paddy, Paddy from my Maltese Falcon, he says, "Woohoo, my man Chambers, just give him the armband." Yeah, <laughs> Paddy, the whole chisk. It's going down well, I suppose, in the in those Mediterranean um temperatures. Uh, if you want you want him to have the armband at this stage, but uh, uh I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um I'm gonna scroll down here a bit, guys. Apologies if I miss anyone's um This episode is supported by FX's clipped. 
the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. If I miss anyone's uh, comments here, but this is something I read there, I won't go. Is it worth going to us to play on such an awful pitch against another Premier League side? I hope the 3 million Villa fans out there are happy. Um, Well, it's like it's the the pitch wasn't that bad eight hours ago like the the pitch did need repairs obviously because you could see it and if i'm not mistaken is it is it a cricket pitch i don't know um but the rain didn't help obviously but then again that's uh like the meteorological side of things there they couldn't move the game to another field i would imagine with all the the amount of work that went into bringing people there Probably isn't another stadium they could have used. It would have been 55,000 there. Uh, if they called it off, it would have been a big dent in our preparations, I think. So uh, I suppose you've got to, got to take take what you can take out of it. And look, I suppose that last minute last minute equalizer is something surely to take out of the game. But I, I, I see where you're coming from. Um, but I suppose realistically, like this day next week, it could be 40 degrees um, in part, or maybe not part, but it could be a nice sunny day in part and have a fantastic feel there. But uh I definitely get what you're saying for sure there, David Miller. It, do, it did kind of take away from the spectacle of what should have been a spectacle of two Premier League teams playing um, playing there. Um, Carson White says Brendy is so confident in the ball and makes things happen. Couldn't agree anymore. I think he is. I think that's something that uh, that's something that you can see more and more. Like the first five or six games of last season, I felt he was kind of almost faking confidence in the ball. He didn't really know what was going on with the other players, but now you can see that he does have confidence in, in his ability. And, and, and for sure, um, that is, that, that is something that we want to see continued on over the course of, uh, of the, the, the season or from, from the start of the season, should I say, um, bu- 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 where else are we? Um, uh, 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 a lot of, Leon Bailey is a legend. Comments in there, which are great. Keep them coming. Um, so he says Tim is also going to be a star. Uh, I think I think Stephen Jared is really excited about Tim Tim Eric Boonham. Eric Boonham. Um, I think he's really excited about him, and I'm really I'm I'm interested to see if he gets minutes against Ryan as well. Um, in the last preseason game coming up uh, later on this week. For sure. Uh, Valerie Swan is like me. Uh, she thought that Sanson was outstanding. I thought he was really good as well. And Keith is the same. Could be good if he gets a few games in a row to get up to full speed. Yeah, I, I thought, for me, I was very pleasantly surprised by Morgan Sanson. And I thought he probably should have shot as opposed to trying to cross it when he got that far up and into the penalty area that time. Because, um, you know, that's one thing. You mightn't catch the goalkeeper at their, at their near post, but I'm just so anti-crossing at the moment because of the strikers that we have. 
that why not have a shot and see this he spill it spill it out out to you again. Um, but yeah, look, can't can't fault anything. Sansan did. I thought he did. Thought he was was really good today. Um, where else are we? Where else are we? This is a really interesting one, and I'm beginning, I'm beginning to to come around on this one for sure. That Ings and Coutinho together are too slow. I'm beginning to come around to that point too as well, Richard. So Richard says can't play with Ings and Coutinho. Way too slow to close the players down. Got to be Bailey and Bundy either side. Now, I suppose the counter counterpoint to that is that those two guys need minding. Now, not that Bailey and Bundia don't need minding, but I think those two guys are known players that play that teams will game plan for. And maybe if it is a case of having those finishers on the bench to come on with five subs, that if you start Ings and Coutinho, um, as uh, an, another person said previously, maybe but maybe Bailey doesn't have that doesn't have that that bit of magic that he he showed today for him in a ninety minute performance in the Premier League. But I suppose really the biggest thing here is that you know all these permutations we didn't even get to find them out last season, you know, because we were so chopped and change. So hopefully we will have answers to these over the next coming weeks, uh, coming months, and by Christmas that we have a very clear picture of how Stephen Gerrard sees and wants to gel all these players together because. Uh, it's it, it could be argued at the minute that we don't really fully look like we've gelled on this tour, but then again, then again, it's 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 highly possible that they did. Uh, they were they're still doing double sessions at the moment, and they maybe even did a morning session today as well. Um, prior to the game, who knows that will all come out in the wash, um, in interviews and so on. Um, where else are we? Yeah, and Stephen is correct here as well. Can't draw many conclusions from that. The pitch clearly a huge factor. Players clearly concerned by patches of the pitch. Villa poor in the first half, Man United poor in the second. The draw was the fair result. I think that really sums up the game. And I do think that that is worth mentioning as well, that there were times when, as I said, players would have gone in a small bit more, more wholeheartedly into challenges, but they didn't in the middle of the field because for fear maybe of getting their leg caught in one of the divots or something like that, and you could do yourself a nasty injury that way. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's um, it's one nice. <coughs> excuse me, it's one I suppose that the Stephen Jared will you know say a little prayer tonight that nobody has any strains or anything like that coming off the field for sure. Um, if you guys could. Clicking the thumbs up on YouTube, I'd really, really appreciate it as well. There's a ton of you guys watching. There's, it's been consistently at 250, and I really appreciate that, guys. It's, it's, um, means so much. Like sometimes, like I'm a guy in Ireland talking into a microphone about Aston Villa, and there's 250 over 250 people here watching. Just surreal. Thank you so much to everybody, um, for for watching and for tuning in as you always do, um. Yeah, so I suppose really we will be back again. As uh, Paddy will be back in the country soon, we'll I love to sit down, get his thoughts on it. Didn't want to uh, be ruining the rest of his holiday by asking him to jump on here, although he is watching the podcast. But it's easier to watch and move around than it is to talk and move around. So we'll get Paddy on, get his thoughts on the game as well. Um, from me, uh, as I say, thank you everybody for for tuning in, and thanks everybody for tuning into Team Sheet Tantrum this morning. Uh, as well if you aren't already subscribed to our audio podcast as well if you could subscribe it would be absolutely fantastic you know you don't even have to listen to us sometimes a subscription subscription would make me happy that's all it is and it costs nothing to do so when we talk about subscription there's no money involved all you gotta do is click on subscribe all right i think it's actually called follow now on an apple podcast i can't remember 
But um, if you could do that, really appreciate it. And if you aren't subscribed to us here on our YouTube channel, once again, it's free. Just click on subscribe and click the bell to be notified when we go live. Um, lots of stuff coming up over for, for the new year. It's getting there. We're what? We're two weeks away from the new year now, I think. Um, I can't even remember the date that the new year starts. So, um, uh. Um, so yeah, listen, we'll, we'll have more things coming up. We're going to have uh, our preseason preview of how we feel the season is going to go. And uh, we'll take it from there. We're going to be upping our content level, as, as as I've said previously, over the course of the year as well. So uh, yeah, I'd love to have you around for the ride as well. So if you aren't subscribed, click on subscribe. If you haven't clicked on the thumbs up for this video, please do. Really, really appreciate it. I'm going to leave it at that, guys. 25 minutes for everybody, wherever you are in the world. Good afternoon, good evening, good night. Have a fantastic rest of your day. And thanks a million for popping along. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.